God is good all the time. The devil's bad all the time. The devil's a liar all the time. Amen. But God is good all of the time. Let's talk about the blood of Jesus. Come on, the blood of Jesus is still powerful. What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Oh, precious is that flow that makes me White as snow, no other fount I know. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Father, today we want to say thank you for the blood that you shed on the cross. And that blood is what cleanses and washes and purges us from all unrighteousness. And Father, I thank you today that your word is going to come forth with power. And I ask you to anoint me one more time, Father, for this time. And Father, draw us into your presence and cover us with your blood. And everybody said a big amen. Amen. Genesis chapter 4. And we're going to read verse 1 through 12. And we're just going to lay out this story here. We're going to just talk about a little bit about Cain and Abel. And uh, does anybody know, because you know all through the genealogy they talked about ages and all that. Does anybody know how long uh, Abel lived? As long as he was able. (laughs) That was a dumb joke, wasn't it? Uh, (laughs) Genesis chapter 4, we're going to start reading in verse number 1. And Adam knew Eve, his wife, and she conceived and bare Cain and said, I have gotten a man from the Lord. And she again bare his brother Abel. And Abel was a keeper of sheep, but Cain was a tiller of the ground. And in the process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought forth the fruit of the ground and offering unto the Lord. And Abel, he also brought the firstling of his flock and the fat thereof. And the Lord had respect unto Abel and to his offering. But unto Cain and his offering he had not respect. And Cain was very mad. And his countenance fell. And the Lord said unto Cain, Why are you mad? And why is your countenance or your face fallen? If thou doest well, you too will be accepted. And if thou doest not well... Sin lieth at the door, and unto thee shall be his desire, and thou shalt rule over him. And Cain talked with his brother, with Abel his brother. And it came to pass when they were in the field that Cain rose up against Abel his brother and killed him. And the Lord said unto Cain, Where is Abel thy brother? And he said, I don't know. Am I my brother's keeper? And he said, what hast thou done? The voice of thy brother's blood crieth unto me from the ground. And now art thou cursed from the earth in which thou hast opened her mouth to receive thy brother's blood from thy hand. When thou tillest the ground, it shall not henceforth yield unto thee her strength. A fugitive and a vagabond shalt thou be in the earth. We'll stop right there at verse number 12. 
We see right here the very beginning. I mean, Adam and Eve have started. They've sinned. And now then, sin has followed. How many sees a pattern? Still, that's still the problem we have problems today. It all started with sin when Adam and Eve failed. They didn't obey God. And now then, they begin to go down. And Cain and Abel knew. You see, God gave them a pattern of what it would take. Now... God accepts fruits and vegetables. God accepts all those as first fruit offering. But there was one offering and God had given commandment and showed them for sin. Amen. He took an animal, an innocent animal. When Adam and Eve sinned, he killed the animal. He used the skin to cover them. And he used that animal as a sacrifice. God had given them a pattern and they knew it. And now it comes time for them to offer. And they come and... Abel did what God required. Cain didn't. And then Cain got mad. Have you ever got mad because you didn't do the right thing? And then it didn't work out for you? Isn't it amazing how as kids we get in trouble and then we get mad because we got in trouble? Well, if you didn't do something wrong, you wouldn't have gotten in trouble. I get mad every time I get a ticket. Because it's not my fault. My truck just likes to go fast on its own. Isn't it, isn't it crazy? We do it. We speed. Then we get the ticket and we get mad at the police officer. Like they did something wrong. You see, it's in our nature. We don't like to get in trouble. And so God didn't accept it. And so Cain got mad. And God asked him, Cain, why are you mad? All you got to do is the right thing and I'll accept you. All Cain had to do was go get an animal, offer it to the Lord, and God would have accepted it. God said, I already showed you what to do. I already taught you. You know the right thing to do. All you got to do is do it and I'll accept you. And then Cain goes talk to Abel. Now, we don't know exactly what that conversation is like, but it probably went something like this you punk why does God like you more than he likes me you've always been his favorite I can't stand you your teenagers ever fuss and fight at each other and I hate you oh we got, in, we got in trouble for saying stuff like that you didn't say that but they were teenagers I mean they, they just had that and Abel like Whoa, wait a minute what did I do I just did what was required. I can't help it because you didn't. Isn't it, isn't it crazy how one per, two people take a test, one person passed, one doesn't, and then the one that fails gets mad at the one that passed. You just think you know it all, don't you? No, I just studied. But we always we, we like to get angry. So this is nothing new. It, we, it's all in our, in our DNA. And here, it started right here. And so instead of humbling himself, instead of saying, Lord, I'm sorry. Instead of saying, Lord, I'm going to go back and I'm going to get the right offering. I'm going to do the right thing. I'm going to make this right with you. He takes it out on the one who did the right thing. We see it happening all over the world today. People doing the right thing and... People getting angry with them and doing all kind of crazy stuff. And here we have it. Cain caught Abel out in the field and he killed him. Thinking 
That would make him feel better. Can I tell you? Vengeance never makes you feel better. Getting even, getting back, never makes you feel better. It always makes things worse. It's better to do the right thing. He'd already done one wrong thing, and now he's going to try to fix it by doing another wrong thing. And then God shows up and says, hey, Cain, where's your brother? Now, God knew where he was, like God knows where you're at. And Cain says, this one little statement that we've all used in our lifetime about something. Am I my brother's keeper? I don't... I don't know where they're at. We know exactly where they're at. It's not my fault. I don't know where he's at. And God said, his blood cries unto me. Can I tell you today, blood has life. I said blood has life. There's power in the blood of Jesus. Jesus' blood has life. We must never forget from the very book of Genesis all the way to Revelation. We have a, it shows us, amen, the power and the need for blood in our life, for our salvation. Amen. God showed them. He taught them. Amen. He, he gave us in scripture. Amen. We're about to go to Israel. Amen. Where they offered an unbelievable amount of sacrifices. Blood was constantly running down the brook Kidron. We're going to get to see that. But, it's dry today. They're not, they're not all that has stopped, but it's going to start again someday. And they're getting ready to do that. There's still the fight over the Temple Mount right now. There, there is a, a Muslim mosque right on the Temple Mount. And so there's always this fight going on. But for generations, for years, the blood flowed red. Until one day, the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world stepped across that brook and became the ultimate sacrifice. He shed His blood once and for all and His blood cries out for vengeance and for mercy for you and I. Oh, we, had, we, had, we couldn't do it ourselves. We had no opportunity. We couldn't get to God. I mean, we were separated. I mean, by, by, by a great chasm. We were separated by sin. And God said, I've got to have somebody. I've got to have a spotless lamb. And Jesus said, I'll go. And he came and he lived a sinless life. And he died a gruesome death. And he shed his blood. And when his blood spilled out, it cried unto God. And God said, I hear it. I hear the cry of my son's blood. It was that knife, that day that Cain slew Abel. Amen, a picture of the son of God. Amen, being slain in the field of this world. Adam came and brought sin. Jesus came, the second Adam, to redeem us from sin. But it took the shedding of blood. It's amazing to me today how many churches are taking this, any song about the blood out of the song books. They don't preach the cross anymore. I mean, it's been said that it's gruesome. It's disgusting. Can I tell you, the Bible says without the shedding of blood, there's no repentance of sin. If you're going to be covered in something, I'm telling you, I don't want to be covered in my sin. I want to be covered in the blood. Because the Bible says His blood covers a multitude of sin. And I don't know about you, but I have a multitude. Some of you just have a few. 
Some of you have a multitude. You know the difference? Come on, listen to me. God's blood is the greatest thing. It's not your stuff. It's not your position. It's not your money. It's not your prestige. The greatest thing we need to boast about in life is that I'm washed in the blood. I've been cleansed. I've been forgiven. I have been set free. When we're just talking about the blood, when you start talking about the blood, you know why? The devil, he loves that. Come on, just take it away. Don't talk about it because hell gets afraid. Amen. Demons tremble when you talk about the blood because the devil can't come through the blood. Amen. It's a line of protection. It's a wall. It's a covering. Amen. The enemy cannot come through the blood. So yes, he would love to take the blood away and amen, nullify it and make it to no effect because it is a repellent against the forces of hell. Mm. The enemy tries to come in and steal and destroy and take the dreams of our kids and amen, to take our wives and our children and amen, all these things that we're seeing in the world. Amen. What is going to make the difference? It's not going to be. Listen, thank God for law enforcement, but they can't catch it all. Amen. Thank God for what's being happening, what people's doing and people watching and seeing. Come on, you got to begin to open your eyes. It's happening. You got to know the signs. And we might talk about that a little more because we're doing some training to learn just when you're in the mall, just looking at people and watching people faces they're crying out for help all the time but we miss it and I tell you there's people on your jobs and in your very house and in the church that they're crying out for mercy they're enslaved by the devil they're enslaved by sin they're enslaved and there's only one thing's going to set them free and that is the blood of Jesus we have the answer let's make sure we begin to Give it to people. Come on, make a make make you a new. We, we got this new prayer list we're making, but I want you to make one. Make you a blood list. What do you need covered in the blood? Come on, do, do, does anybody want your health covered in the blood? Does anybody want your kids covered in the blood? Anybody want your finances covered in the blood? Come on, we, listen, make you a blood list. Come on, say, this is my prayer list, and I want all these things on the list to be covered. Amen, cover, cover your children, cover your marriage, cover your household, cover your business. Amen, cover our church, and every day begin to say, Lord, I plead the blood. You don't hear that word any much anymore. I plead the blood. What in the world? You know what? The, the priest, once a year, would go into the holies of holies. He would take the blood from the sacrifice. And he would go in and the altar had four horns. And he would take that blood and apply it to the four horns of the altar. Is the blood of Jesus applied to the altar of our life? When they sanctified the priest, they would take and they would apply it to his right thumb, his right toe, his right ear. All signs of authority and your, 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 your walk and your service. Amen. And you're, you're here. Listen, I, I want to be covered. I, I, I don't just want my, my ear and my toe and my thumb covered. I want to be covered head to toe. I want to be washed in the blood. Amen. Amen. We got to come on. Begin to begin to pray over your children. Pray over your situation. Pray. Amen. Say, Lord, I just, I plead the blood of Jesus. I'm asking for you to apply the blood to the altars of my life, to the horn. Cover my mind with your blood. Come on. Don't you need the, the, the Lord to apply something that'll keep all those negative thoughts out? Keep all those thoughts of anger and fear and unbelief and all the lies of the devil. Amen. I'm telling you, you, you got to get covered. 
when you go out in the sun to keep from getting sunburned, what, what do you apply? Sunscreen. And it's supposed to protect your skin from getting burned. You can, you can stay out in the sun so much longer and the rays is not supposed to penetrate. And sometimes it works and sometimes it don't. Or sometimes you just go out in the sun and go, I don't need that. And I always know who those, those type people. You see them on every vacation. Walking in the restaurant, walking around town, walking in the hotels. And first of all, it's easy to spot them because they look like a lobster. Number two, they're walking like this. And they say words like, don't touch me. Some of our, some of our marriage counseling now for young couples, for honeymoons, sunscreen. Because we've had couples get married and go to the beach for their honeymoon. They spent the next week in opposite bed saying, Don't touch me. That's not a fun honeymoon. You got to be covered. I want to be covered. I got to be covered in the blood. Because I'm telling you, if you're not covered in the blood, the devil will burn you. Every time, he'll burn you up. And you, we got to be covered. Make sure. Amen. Come on, get your blood list going and say, Lord, I'm putting this on my list. I want that to be covered. I, I, I want to I, I get things right. I don't want to do the wrong. Cain could have fixed the problem. Cain, all he had to do was just do it the right way. Come on, let's don't get mad at people for doing the right thing. Let's just go back and do the right thing. Amen. Man. It, no, nobody likes to hear that's not good enough. No, no, nobody likes to hear no. Sometimes we come to God and when we offer that sacrifice and God goes, that's not enough. But can I ask you a question? How many times do we come to church and if we really were listening, we could hear God say, that wasn't enough. You didn't give me enough. You didn't give me enough praise. You didn't give me enough glory. You didn't give me enough attention. You didn't give me enough tithe. You didn't give me enough love. You didn't give, I'm telling you, we can do, we do the very, we judge him, but we sit here today and we do the very same thing. We don't give God what he requires. And then we see other people blessed and we get mad at them. They don't deserve that. You're right. They don't deserve it. They just did what was right. They did what was required. And God's blessing them. Don't get mad at them. Just start doing the right thing. Start praying. Start reading your Bible. Start I mean, honoring God with your tithes and your first words. Start doing the right thing. And then God said, I'll accept you too. I'll bless you too. But instead, not only did he, because he was a farmer. Not only did it, that, that cost him. Number one, it cost him his brother. Sure, it cost him the relationship with his parents. They weren't happy with him. And now then, his livelihood just became a lot harder. He said, the, 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 the ground's going to be against you now. Because you planted. How many ever heard you reap what you sow? 
Because you sowed, and now then, these seeds are going to come up, and they're going to be against you, and it's not going to work like it used to. Man, it got hard. Gee, God said, I, I hear your brother's blood crying from the ground. Can you hear blood? Can anybody hear blood today? But if you had a stethoscope, you could listen. I, I don't need a stethoscope to hear Haley's. I can put my ear on her back. When she's little, I'd hold her up to my ear. And I can hear her blood pumping. It goes... Yours thumps. But see, she has a man-made patch between the valves of her heart, between her heart. And when that blood runs past those, when the valve opens, it runs past, you hear it like sandpaper rubbing together. You can actually hear hers. Blood speaks. Blood talks. Blood cries. I'm telling you today, the blood of millions of aborted babies are crying unto God, and He hears their cries. Blood cries out, and God is going to judge. We, maybe we can't hear with our natural ear, but we, can, we, we need to say, God, let me begin to hear with your ears. God, let me hear with your ears. Let me hear the blood crying. Let me hear the wrong that's being done in humanity. I'm going to read a few scriptures real quick. I'm going to skip down. I just want you to hear what the scripture has to say about the blood. Hebrews eleven four. 4, and God said, I heard the blood and I declare, I will get justice. You see, Bible, God said, vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. Not one drop of blood of injustice has ever failed that God didn't hear it. And God said, I declare I will get justice. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 45 to 48, and so it is written, the first man, Adam, was made a living soul. The last man, was Adam, was made a quickening spirit. Howbeit that was not first which is spiritual, but that which is natural, and afterward that which is spiritual. The first man is on earth, earthy. The second man is from the Lord, from heaven. And as is the earthy, such are they also that are earthy. And as the heavenly, such are they that are of the heavenly. Let me ask you a question. Do you want to be like the first Adam or the second? Do you want to be earthy or do you want to be heavenly? What's the difference? The blood. The blood of Jesus. When you're covered in the blood, when you identify, we are identified as Christians by the blood of Jesus. It's the blood that washes and cleanses. It's how we are born again. We're not born again on our own. We, we can't save ourselves. It's when we confess with our mouth and believe in our heart that God raised Jesus from the dead and that we're saved. How does he do it? He takes his red blood, washes our black sin, and makes us white as snow. You had nothing to do with it. All you did was just believed. Confessed that you needed it and asked, and he covered you in his blood. And when 
God looks at you, He doesn't see you anymore. Because we're earthy. We're flesh. We're fallen. We're born and shaped in iniquity. But when God looks at us to judge us, He doesn't see our sin, but He sees the blood of His Son Jesus that died on the cross. And what He hears is that blood crying out and saying, They're forgiven. Now, do you want to stand before God on your own, or do you want to stand before God covered in the blood? I don't want my sin crying out. I need His blood. 1 Corinthians 2, 8, which none of the princes of this world knew, for if they had known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. The devil messed up. He thought, I got him, I killed him, but when he killed him, he made his blood just cry out for all of us. He thought he was getting rid of one. Instead, he got us all. You heard that scripture, give and it shall be given. God was the first one. God gave his only son. And he reaped a harvest, a family, you and I. Let's look at a few more. By faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain. By which he obtained witness that he was righteous. God testifying of his gifts. And by it yet being dead yet speaketh. Come on. I want to offer a more excellent sacrifice. I want my life to speak for itself. I don't don't want to go down as the one that made the wrong choice. I want to go down as the one that made the right choice. Amen. Ephesians 2.13. But now in Christ Jesus you are sometimes far off. You were. Somebody say "I, I was. Far off. I was a long way off from God. But he said, now we're made close by the blood of Jesus. How You say, but I I, want to get close to Jesus. I don't know how. By his blood. You can't come to God on your own. No flesh can see God. But guess what? The blood of Jesus can cover you and make you worthy. So his blood brings you close to Jesus. 1 Corinthians one twenty, And having made peace through the blood of his cross, by him to reconcile all things unto himself. By him, I say, whether they be things of earth or things in heaven. How do, are you going to make peace with God? Through the blood of Jesus. Hebrews 9.12 Neither by the blood of goats or calves, but by his own blood, he entered once into the holy place, having obtained eternal redemption for us. I told you earlier, the priest would go in once a year and make atonement for the sins of the people. But the next year, they had to do it again. But the Bible says, one time, he entered in. You remember when he told Mary, don't touch me, I haven't ascended to the Father? He, had, he, he left and went back and he took his blood that he shed and he applied it on the altar of heaven, on the mercy seat to cover our sins forever. That's a good, I like that's a good word. How much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God, purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living God? Does anybody need the blood of Jesus to purge your conscience? Has anybody done anything that ever bothered you? Anything that condemns you? You ever made a mistake in the past that you haven't forgotten? Maybe somebody did something and you haven't forgiven them. I'm telling you, you need your mind purged by the blood of Jesus. So you can be forgiven and you can forgive. 
Hebrews 10. For it is not possible that the blood of bulls and of goats should take away sins. Wherefore, when he cometh into the world, he saith, Sacrifice and offerings thou wouldest not, but a body thou hast prepared me. In burnt offerings and in sacrifices for sin thou hast had no pleasure. Then said I, I come in the volume of the book it is written for me to do thy will, O God. Above, when he said, Sacrifice and offering and burnt offerings and offering for sin, thou wouldest not, neither hadst pleasure in them which are offered by the law. Then said he, Lo, I will come and do thy will, O God. He taketh away the first, that he may establish the second, by which we will be sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. And every priest standeth daily ministering offerings oftentimes in same sacrifices which can never take away sins. But this man, after he had offered one sacrifice for sins forever, sat down at the right hand of God. From henceforth expecting till his enemies be made his footstool. For by one offering he hath perfected forever them that are sanctified. Whereof the Holy Ghost also it is witness to us. For after he said before, This is the covenant I will make with them after those days, saith the Lord. I will put my laws into their hearts, and in their minds will I write them. And their sins and iniquities will I no more remember. Anybody want that? Anybody want God to forget all your sins and iniquities? And their sins and iniquities will I remember no more. Now where remission of these is. There's no more offering for sin. Having therefore brethren boldness. To enter into the holiest. By the blood of Jesus. How do we come in? You got to come in by the blood. By a new and strong and living way. Which hath be consecrated through us. Through the veil that is to say his flesh. And having a high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart, full of assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the profession of faith without wavering. For he is faithful that promised. Can I tell you today, God's faithful. He said, "For they, if you ask for forgiveness, I'm faithful and just to forgive you. Hebrews 13, 20, Now the God of peace that brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, the great shepherd of sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant. 1 John 1, 7, But if we walk in the light as he's in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his Son, cleanses us from all sin. Anybody want to be cleansed from all sin? Anybody ever use Roundup? You know what Roundup is? Have you, have you ever pulled weeds, but then they came back? Do you know why? There's two reasons. One, you didn't get the root. And number two, the seeds. See, but when you spray Roundup, Roundup kills the plant, the root, and the seeds. So it doesn't just kill what 
is, but it kills what will be. Anybody got some seeds that keep popping up? You thought you were done with that? You thought you were over that? You thought you were victorious? You pulled the plant up? You shouted for victory? And the next thing you know, you look, and there that thing was again bothering you. You go, wait a minute. I prayed, I repented, I pulled that thing up. But see, the devil has planted seeds in our flesh. The Bible says in our flesh is all the acts of iniquity. But like you spray Roundup on a plant and it kills not only what is but what will be when the blood of Jesus is applied to your sin, it not just kills the sin, but it kills the seed of sin. So it won't come back and get you later. Amen? But every now and then you got to respray. I've got some stuff I need to spray right now. Keeps popping up through the rocks. And I keep pulling, but I'm going to have to spray. I've got some poison ivy I need to spray. I need to kill it from the root and the seeds. I don't want it to keep coming back because that stuff just jumps on me when it sees me. The seeds of sin. Some of you, you, maybe you get victory over things for a long time and then it comes back because you didn't get the seed. Can I tell you, you need to apply the blood of Jesus. Let's apply it every day. Let's get up every morning and say, Lord, I plead the blood of Jesus over my mind, over my thoughts. I plead the blood of Jesus over my mouth. Come on, listen. When, When your words come through the blood of Jesus, they'll be a lot sweeter than if they come through your flesh. Come on, Lord, apply the blood of Jesus to my ears, what I hear. Apply the blood to my eyes, what I see. Come on, Lord, apply the blood of Jesus to my life, to my hands, what I do, to my feet, where I go. Lord, I need you to cover me. And I, don't, I, I, I want to be covered, and I need you to kill the seeds of sin that are in me. Those things that will be. I want to be covered. I need to apply the blood. What, what do they say about sunscreen? What's it say? What, what's, the, uh, what's the directions? Huh? Reapply. Apply as needed. Apply often. What can I tell you about the blood of Jesus? Apply often. Every day. Constantly. Jill, come on, let, let, let's, let's sing this little song. I want to be covered in the blood. What can wash away my sins? What can give you victory over those habits and addictions? What can give you peace of mind? What can cause you to be set apart from the world? What can cause you, amen, to be able to stand before God with confidence? There's people that are, there's still Christians that are scared to stand before God. What's he going to do? Listen, if you're covered in the blood, he's just going to hear his son's blood crying out, forgiven.